Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! Welcome back, bunglers, to another episode of Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter. <laughs> Radical Ryan Hunter. Are you still hosting this show? I told them to do an AI version of Casey Kasem for this show, but, you know, this budget that we're on. That's so true. We only made $10 in the last three years. And with those $10, we're going to put it all back into the podcast. I'm talking flashy, new glitter from the dollar store. (laughs) All from the dollar store. I like that. I like that ingenious thing. We are balling. So, Radical Ryan, and that (laughs) voice, of course, is everyone's favorite brother, David. And yes, we are doing Thundercats or something like that. We're going to Dalatra. (laughs) David, we have to mention last month's episode where we had Zach on. We had such a blast. That was a mega, mega full episode, but... I hope everyone enjoyed it. I know that sometimes when you have guests on or people that someone's not familiar with or then just, like, really listening to the podcast just for a quick gratification, sometimes people will fast forward and, you know, they'll go to the actual, you know, meat and potatoes, as they say, of 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 the episode, but... I really hope people listen because this guy is super knowledgeable, really nice person, just in generally speaking, really loves Thundercats and really is a book of knowledge. He has so many behind the scenes things and has been intertwined for decades, really. Decades. Yeah. So just something, you know, if if you have the time, you know, you can do whatever you want. But it, it was very educational and obviously talking to him off camera as well. Oh, definitely. Love Zach. And we love our bunglers as well. And we have, of course, some B-mail, David. We got some bungler mail to get to. Bloop, click. My source tells me maybe your source. She even looks older. How dare you say that to me? I didn't think Lionel was like that. I tell you it's true. The information comes from my best source. <laughs> There's another thing. According to my source, I did it for the money. And I paid the money. Are you sure your source is on our side? You got thunder, 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 cat mail. And keep your foot off that blasted Somoflan. So lovely, Leah. Thank you so much for waiting months on end for the Thundercats episodes. Hi, Leah. (laughs) And then, of course, supplying us with the audio files for the episodes you're hearing, the movies we do on our main show, Radical Retro. We love Leah, and we can't thank you enough. So She's our unofficial unofficial fourth partner, really. Truly, truly outrageous. Leah says, it's that time of month again. Time to tune in and enjoy the best podcast around. Oh, thank Thank you. you. Ryan, David, and guest on the latest episodes of Thundercats. Poor Tigra and Orko, Magic Shroom strike their reputations again. (laughs) No, not Orko. David did mention something like that, like on a very special episode. (laughs) Of He-Man. Orko took drugs, drugs from a stranger. 
<laughs> Mutant laser beam sets their roof of fire. With the way Ra- Ryan says it, like Mantena on Shiro, speaking of. Very true. Sneaky Star Wars <laughs> reference. She's a queen for a reason. We love our Star Wars. I'm Queen Amadala. <laughs> it's Queen Amadala herself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's Queen Amadala herself. (laughs) Continuity makes our brains happy. Yes, it does. Ryan's Willa voice is a source for endless amusement. I love you, Willa voice. But you, I mean, David, you do a great Willa voice. You do Do a great Willa voice, too. Or as Zach called it, Catherine Hepburn. (laughs) I think of that now when I hear it in my head, the Catherine Hepburn voice. But yes, you're right. What would Willa say? (laughs) What was it, David? What was (laughs) it he said? (laughs) Like you said, he never says this. (laughs) I've never heard him say. That was so funny. She says, plot? What plot? No plot here. (laughs) Get out of my swamp. Mutants channeling Shrek. True, they have a swamp. Castle Plundar is in a hideous location. Weapons of mass confusions. What did this thing do again? True. Savages. Savages. Sings. (laughs) She's taken. Oh, there's that voice again. That's right. Willa was taken, David. And Liam Neeson might have been there. Ryan can't help himself. Willa has returned in gay form. Has she ever left? (laughs) Has Willa ever left, really? She's extra taken. I didn't think Ryan was like that. (laughs) Tiger's invisibility. Where does it come from? Go and open the door. Huh? Must have been the wind. Did Mumra fart? Ancient farts of evil. You know, I could only imagine. I'm invisible. What else would she be? Oh, that's so funny. Nada must have been like, I'm invisible, Tigra. <laughs> <laughs> Look at um, me. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, a use for all those skulls in the closet. Do you remember that the mutants have a closet full of skulls? I forgot what episode it was in. It might have even been in a future episodes, but the mutants have a closet of skulls that just pours just out. Ran- so. Well, that's, don't we all? I know when people come into my house, I just <laughs> I just shove stuff into cabinets, pantries, closets, put a rug over the outline of a dead body, you know, whatever. We gotta do, roll it out. Guests are here, there's no time. The bolo whip. Oh, that, Tigra. Is that your whip? Swiss army sword of plot convenience, so true. Come down here, throws random mutants. Oh, that's right. I said weapon tree instead of weapon tree. <laughs> Weapon tree giggles. Whip on tree. Whip on tree. Whip on tree giggles, Leah says. Willa bait. Reel in those mutants. It's Nada again with her love for kitties. Insert inappropriate word here. Mm. These this is a quote. Even clothes get naked. That's right. That's that was Orion for sure. Even clothes get naked. Really? How does that work? <laughs> on to the mountain. <laughs> Loosen up my buttons, baby. <laughs> They just fly off. They just fly off when you're around Tigra. Do you blame us? In the mountain, you know, David. You know, lion. That was my thing. That's true. You do love he your lion. He was part of my sexual awakening as a child, and surprisingly, not He-Man. No, you know what? This well, is. I always knew Adam was a little femme. 
Oh, I mean, without question. But see, I feel like He-Man's everyone's friend. I really don't think of him in a sexual way either. I just think he's a beautiful person. Inside and out. I don't know. <laughs> this is a whole other conversation, Bunglers. Okay, okay. Anyway, let's get back to The it. mountain. The mountain. He's waiting for the very moment to strike. Nope. To appear just for a scene. Mumra. Oh, you summoned us with a bell? A mutant beeper? Mumra melodramatic pants. You're still not threatening. Mm. Broke Cat Mountain. Rainbows, <laughs> rainbows, rainbows. Mumra the battery needs to be recharged. Oh, this was funny. Ryan purposely includes Lionel's grunting. And yes, Leah caught me because one of our clips, I let go a little longer because Lionel was grunting up the mountain and I thought the bunglers would appreciate that. <laughs> There's... <laughs> Ken... We breathe yet. Nope. Mary Jackalman with lovely umbrella accessory. Yes, Mary Poppins. Oh, yes. <laughs> there was also flickering. Flicker, flickering. Flickering. I, Ryan's newest delightful word bungle. Flickering. Instead of flickering lights. You know, when Bolo Whip was flickering. <laughs> flickling. Flickling. <laughs> no, flickling. Flickling. <laughs> flickling. Flickling. That was a ride, you bunglers. Run in Chitara circles. Yes, because I was saying that she. Tara should have been in this episode, David, so she could have run Panthro and Tigra around a little to get them some wind. You know, mm -hmm. some air in there. Monkeyan has muscles to climb his tree. That tree? His girlfriend tree? Oh dear. Snarf the mother hen wants to sit upon Lion-O to brood. You know, honestly, he probably would if he could hold Lion-O down, just sit there and like keep him, like fine China. There's a lot there. Oh, There's a God, love. Yes. There's such a love. You almost fell off the tree kingdom. That just sounds awful. Yeah, it does pretty sound awful. The Swiss army sword strikes again, and the bungler is... Dot, 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 hides. Truly an extraordinary episode. Oh, on to the next month. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Thank you, Leah. Hearts, love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for commenting too. I'm, I, I just love it. I just love it. It gives me joy. It just gives me joy. So David, shall we now continue to today's first episode? Yes, and I have my name for it. Let me just pull up my notes. Okay. I hope it's something similar to what I was thinking, David, because okay. this is the superpower. I got two names. I got two names. So you go ahead. Go ahead. Introduce the actual real name and what it is. This is the superpower potion. Episode 59 of season one with the original air date of December 12th of 1985. We're inching closer to the end of the year in 1986. Thank you as always to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis. And David, right off the bat, in my head I heard you say, is Vulture Man emancipating? No, no. Emanciating? Oh my god. The He's emancipation of Mimi. Yes, I have Okay, you got me. I have the Emancipation of Vulci Part 2. Vulci. Then I also have Potion Equals VM Squared. <laughs> Oh, another Mariah Carey reference. That's amazing. So yes, Vulture Man <laughs> is striking out once again. And he wait, wait, can I just tell you something? I wrote a bunch of lines from this. To me, this is probably one of the most quotable episodes from Vulture Man that I've ever seen and will ever again see. I have lists of things that he said, and he has such disdain and hatred <laughs> and is so disgusted Bitter. that he's now 
he's vile, like, against the whole group of them. There's not one person that he even remotely even would even want to exist anymore, the way he talks. Like, legit. And speaking of that, one of our earliest trivia was when Vulture Man came on the scene, he was originally voiced by Bob McFadden, but the producers were not happy with his portrayal, and Bob McFadden, by the way, is, of course, Snarf, Slive, Groon, the Driller, Top Spinner, Snarfer, so many voices. So, he was replaced with Earl Hammond, who is Mumra, Jaga, Amok, Claudus, Hammerhand, Robert Bill, the Snowman, Captain Cracker, and everybody, too. To me, David, did, it doesn't say that he was voiced again by Bob, but did he not sound strange in this episode? He does not sound like the Vulture Man that we had up to this point, and David, including in the next episode, Vulture Man sounded more like Vulture Man again. I'm gonna suspend belief. <laughs> belief. Belief. But I'm gonna say it's because the potion made him Ooh. He made him the Uber vampire like a Buffy. I like that. I like that. So it's almost like when you maybe he's doing the drugs too and it's changing he's his voice like Whitney. He's taking, he's taking testosterone <laughs> right now. Testosterone? De- deepening his voice. It's a sounded off, but let's get into it, David. Dawn at Castle Plundar. We see a, a young vulture man <laughs> mixing up stuff. And again, we get the typical... I don't know. I think everybody on Third Earth is lonely because they all talk to themselves. <laughs> Besides the unicorn keeper, David, because my husband, the unicorn keeper... <laughs> Ah, with my super power potion, I'll be able to match those wretched thundercats skill for skill and strength for strength. <laughs> I don't need flying, monkey, or jackal man. This for that mummy's bones till he surrenders third earth to me. Vulture man! So he basically comes up with this potion and then he makes this potion, this super power potion, which is clearly stated on the label. <laughs> it's like Toot and Tiny with Mumra, and right? <laughs> he drinks it and they go do like a like pan in on his gullet, <laughs> which was gross looking. It looked like a turkey neck. And then he flies out the castle. It and then crazy. he loses his shit altogether. Crazy. He's like, ah, ah, I'm getting out of this place. And his sounds, right? Didn't he make a lot of sounds in this episode too? He, that were... Honestly, the, my man, Vulture Man, has Tourette's, has Tourette's syndrome. I think because he gets, I, I, I don't even make making a joke it's a serious thing but the cause and the this and the that and the cra- I, I don't dude <laughs> he's just so angry all the time and he's like makes these weird like over the top i don't know it sounds like sometimes it sounds like a parakeet being beaten to death or something i i don't understand why he but whatever i digress but i gotta say to the point of our voice cast again is just amazing because you can tell these people are literally probably throwing their whole body into these roles there's so many honestly so many parts so he leaves at some point and i don't know where this is but i'm gonna do some of my quotes here he says i don't 
need Slythe, Monkey, and her jackal men. As for Mumra, I will rattle that mummy's bones until he <laughs> surrenders Third Earth to me. So, can I just tell you, that right there says a lot. He really hates Mumra, too. <laughs> <laughs> Those chicks are ash and I'm lotion. Is that what the line is? Those chicks are ash and I'm lotion? That's Mumra. <laughs> Mumra's ash and I'm lotion. It's so exclusive. Those chicks are ash and I'm lotion. It's such a so I should just say, David, the episode says, Vultureman invents a superpower potion which gives him great magical powers, enabling him to mesmerize and defeat Tigra. Vultureman then makes a deal with Mumra. He will share the potion in exchange for Mumra's secret of everlasting life. Let's go from there. So that's the basic setup. And then... So first off, first off, he goes and gets... Is this when he first, he gets Tigra first, right? Yes, Tigra's walking around in a field with an inner monologue. Well, that should be enough. Time I got back to the lab. Why am I getting this feeling that something's watching me? Yes, Tiger's doing his Tiger thing. He swoops. He, he swoops <laughs> in because he can fly now. Literally, and he, I think even Tiger was like, Oh, oh God, he's, he's flying now? now. Oh, they get yeah. to fly now? Oh, they fly now! They fly now? They fly now! Vultureman, flying! Flying is just for starters! You may think you're invisible, but... I love the fact that Tiger immediately goes into his invisible thing and Vulture Man says, I can see you! Like this long, <laughs> drawn funny. out, like ridiculous, over exaggerate. Like when I wrote it, I put I can and then I put C. S E E E E E Y O O O O U U U U. I can see you! He really did, David. Yes. So then he uses this. I don't know why he has to always cover his eyes. He does like the bat, yes. the, the batusi. He has to like yeah. go like like my goth days when I was doing like Susan the Banshees and stuff. I had, you know, like you put, rub your hands. Olivia Newton John, though, with the double, the Xanadu. The yeah, chief you, does the double. He's like. And then you got to shoot eye beams out. So he freezes Tigra. But that's the that's the pattern, David, right? Like his to activate these powers for some reason, it literally is the eye thing. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting that he always has to like do shazam and has to like cover has to do something with the eye like bring his hands above his eyes like he's like i dream of genie like he's yeah or something um, and he's extra buff and big by the way he's swole mm -hmm. is that what the word they use now swole? swole yes he gets tigra pretty easily actually because he can see like tigra's main thing is invisibility he was whipping those trees back at vulture man though for a little while with the whip i gotta give tigra that he was repelling trees for a little while that Vultureman was throwing, but you're right, he was mesmerized. There was something with the animation. Did you notice when yes. when Vultureman picked up there were big trees and when they were throwing a tiger it was like a long twig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because if a tree was being thrown at you, a large tree that are like a thick tree, then why did it turn into Charlie Brown's Christmas tree when it was going towards Tigra? So true. So, so there's true. that. There's that. And I don't care. But I mean, that's what it is. So he gets Tigra. Then he goes on to Mumra. Which I wonder why. Was it just the order of things? Was he flying by? He just saw Tigra? Because it's funny that he went to Mumra after this. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, he, maybe he was just testing the water with Tigra. You know, I just going to test the water. So then he oh, decides to start throwing boulders and stuff at the pyramid. And Mamra, of course. He's holding his head. Holding his head, Jason. Who dares disturb the screen of Mamra? By all the pharaohs, someone will pay for this. Enough of your prattling, bonehead! You've gone too far, Vulture-man! What is this? Mubra is like getting up like he was just full Karen. He got a... He... <laughs> He got awakened by, like, the neighbor mowing their lawn and stuff. How dare you do this at 8 o'clock in the morning on on Sunday when I'm sleeping? How dare you wake up? No, but really, Vultureman was throwing stuff. And he says, what are the pharaohs? There was something something like that. And then Vultureman starts flinging insults. Hey, you bag of bones. Q, Q. Oh, Nora Jones? Joe Nora Jones. I'll be a bag of bones. Walking down That's the road it. alone. By the way, Vulture Man does this thing with his eye beam that he spins Mumra into the sarcophagus and closes the door on him. And then he says, David, you've gone too far, Vulture Man. I know, that, I wrote that down too. He's, so then he turns into <laughs> Mumra the ever-living and Vulture Man still takes him on. Yes! And, he, and Mumra then goes, wait, Vulture Man, <laughs> let's talk! <laughs> He's like, let's talk, let's talk. He's like, girl, just girl, please stop, girl. I've had it. I haven't even had my Starbucks, please. (laughs) That was one of my let's talk. You have to. Oh God, that's a funny one. And then he goes, enough, enough, enough of your prattling, you bonehead. Bone number three reference. Yeah. Bone number three, David. So, were you shocked that he came up with this whole idea of the eternal life? It wasn't just rule third earth with you, Mumra. He wants to live forever. Wait! Wait, Vulture-Man! Let's talk! I hope you'd see things my way, Mumra! I'm most impressed, Vulture-Man. I had no idea you were so talented. I'm not here to listen to your flattery, Mamra. I'm here to offer you a deal. A deal? I will smash the Thundercats. 
will crush the other mutants! What do you want from me? The secret of everlasting life. And if I share that secret? We rule Third Earth together! I'm going to be honest with you. If I was in the same position as Vultureman, I would have told Mumra if I w really wanted the ever-living life thing. I really want the secret of ever-living life. And I would like a part, a small kingdom of, or a part of kingdom of third earth to myself. And you could have the rest of the planet. Or I would even said, I will leave this place. Get my spaceship up off as a sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will be done with you and this this place that everything's out to kill you. I guess he wouldn't actually because if Mummer gave him the secret, he would have to sleep. But think in the about it, Vulture Man. Unless Vulture Man really despises Plundar as as well, Vulture Man could use that power to take over Plundar. True. If he can take That's on Mumra and all the other mutants. Oh yeah. Yeah, but the, how did he make this steroid potion that will never be replicated? That's I the other mistake. But he made a deal with Mumra. Mumra did his usual, like... They're going to team up, of course. Which, but you know it's not going to happen. You know it's not going to happen. Because Mumra's already off camera in his head going, It's over. Once he once I get what I want. You know, yeah. bye. So then he does that. Is that when he goes back to... Does he... He takes care of Panthro next, or does he go back? Well, they go back to Cat's lair, and I wrote the art is very off, and Lionel and Panthro are trying to find what happened to Tigra at this point. So we do cut to them to set up this thing that Tigra's missing. Where is Tigra? He should be back. There's no sign of him, Snuff. Nothing on the communicator either. We'd better go out and look for him. And by the way, no Thunder Kittens and no Chitara. They're out in the feliner. Again, two weeks in a row. Chitara's got the twins digging up gold again underneath the Burble Village. <laughs> they've really been missing. They have been. They've been on a journey. They're coming back with riches. So, David, no, I wrote actually this. Next, Vultureman goes back to Castle Plunder and finds the other mutant sitting at the table. And I wrote, he's in the doorway with his legs crossed, <laughs> talking very seductively. <laughs> <laughs> like a low, like a low tone. His arm is propped in the door, and he's like, "Oh, mutants!" No, he berates them and tells them they they suck. And then Slythe comes for him, and he does his magic eye beam. You know, let me cover my <laughs> eyes and do my. Oh, maybe Jan that was Janet Jackson did that too in the control video or the nasty <laughs> video when she does. <laughs> ah, look at you. Call yourselves mutants? No wonder the Thundercats control this planet. Just who do you think you're talking to? You, for a start, Slive, our glorious leader. You'll regret that, Vulture Man. Prepare for a pulverizing Vulture Man. No one pushes Slive around. 
turn Slive into a, a <laughs> zombie because that's what the that's what Monkey and refers to him. I loved that right in time for Halloween. I said that last episode, like the door knocker was for Halloween. We have this Halloween reference too with uh, <laughs> Monkey and goes, not with that zombie watching us all the time. But it's Slive says, prepare for a pulverizing vulture man. But he does this beam and he freezes like david said much like tigra from now on mutants things are going to be different around here that means you do what i say you got that yes vulture man i read you you got that monkeyan huh Jackal Man? <laughs> yes, Vulture Man, sir? <laughs> You're the leader for the time being. <laughs> Soon, Mumra will share with me the secret of everlasting life. I, Vulture Man, will rule Third Earth! He leaves after threatening them, David. Yeah, and then he says, I'm the leader, you follow me. And then Monkey and begrudgingly is like, you're the leader for now. Monkey is that says. not the most mutant thing ever? Oh, no, he says you're the leader for the time being. And then David, after he leaves, I wrote, the mutants do Latoya Jackson's cash run. For oh the- my God, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was trying <laughs> to figure out how to word it. It was Latoya's cash. Well, wait, wait. So first of all, then Jackalman and Slide are, talking about how they can get out. He goes, Jackalman, of course, is usually Jackal. He's like, we gotta get out of here. And he's like, how can we with that zombie watching (laughs) us? We have to get out of here. (laughs) How can we with that, that zombie watching us all the time? Wait, look, Monkeyan. The trance is wearing off. What happened? It was Vulture Man, Slive. He took over your mind, turned you into some kind of automaton. If we don't find the secret of his superpowers, we're all doomed. Search every corner of the castle. And then basically, I don't know when it is, and it might be at a sequence, but basically Slive starts to wake up from the spell. Oh, yeah. Because Jackalman's using a lot of his power. This is, again... Again, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta leave it to the creators and the, and the voice actors. Jackalman says to to Slythe, Vulture Man turns you into some sort of automaton. Automaton, yes. And it came out like well, better than anything I could say, but it came out like so. Amazing. It was, like, it it was, was automaton, right? Which is like yeah. automaton's like a mechanical device. So f- smart, beautiful writing. So then, at some point, Vulture captures Panthro, and then he goes for Lionel. So the mutants do this whole raid of Vulture Man's lab, and we Just mentioned- like LaToya the- did with Michael Jackson's estate when he died first. Anyway. That was the rumors bunglers. That's what we're referencing back in the yeah, day. Yeah, we're not saying she actually did it, but that's said what LaToya they said. came with a trash bag and just raided all everything in the, in the they Neverland. They LaToya's cash run. Cash grab or something. Anyway, go ahead. In 1985, you participated in We Are the World, which gathered together some of the top performers of our day and LaToya Jackson. 
<laughs> the thing everyone wants to know. Along the lines for him coming for Lionel, Mumra ha- says he's changing the terms. Of so the, the, mu- the mutants get the potion, and then Mumra does his normal. I'm gonna swoop in, and I'm take. I'll take that. Thank you. Bloop. And takes it. Now I'll be able to fight that miserable buzzard on equal terms. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Thank you, Sly. Now, Ryan, did you not immediately think if I was Mumra, I would have drank the potion immediately and became uber, super duper Mumra? Because then he would have had the science, although we never know really how it would have affected him. He would have gotten the the Hulk, I feel like. He would have hulked out. He would have been ever living times two. He would have become what they made Freddy Krueger in the reboot that failed. Ooh, I hope not. Anything's better than that, please. I'll take Mumra's regular face. In the meantime, so he didn't do that, which I would have done immediately. He goes to the battlefield where Vulture Man, yeah, Vulture Man is taken down, Lionel. And I'm not this sure sort if Lionel, I'm not sure if Lionel just really wasn't fully tapping into the power source. It seemed like he was holding back, maybe because he's so used to the mutants being lesser. Because yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any magical shields. I didn't see any pull out the Swiss Army power. Or everything like but vulture man was taking down lion and i love this fact a little little fact vulture man had time to make his own insignia ring that he started shooting power out of yes okay i was like where this ring where did the hell did this ring come from but i did love it i was waiting for him to be like when uh jackalman stole the sword of omens and was saying plunder <laughs> plunder or jackalman jackal and jackalman plunder so he has his own insignia ring these rings will be available at the burble village for for sale it's a no it's already been taken when once chitara comes back in the feliner with the kittens she's like someone else is making jewelry in our sector (laughs) it ain't happening this battle with mumra and just like a real drug dealer who has the power he will not give vultureman another dose of his own and vultureman he's like i'll never have a better chance to take down line i i just need to concentrate all of my powers have a better chance to defeat the Lord of the Thundercats. I must concentrate my powers. Then he tells Lionel, might is right, Thundercat, and <laughs> and you might as well give in now. So he really is brilliantly crazy. He's a, yeah. he's a brilliant mind, but so crazy. Might is right, Thundercat, and you might as well give in now. As Mumra is being Mumra being ridiculous, he's dangling the potion over Lionel takes the opportunity to shoot the potion. Yes. Thus destroying any possibility that Vulture Man be- being more powerful than Mumra, apparently, and the mutants and the Sword of Omens to take them down. If Mumra was two smart, of them he together, would've, he would have drank it or he would have rationed it out. Yeah, give him a do- and then take the other one and kill Lionel. Yeah. What does Mumra do, David? My favorite part of the mummy moment of today. That should, we should have another thing. The best mummy moment. He goes bye. Doesn't even say a word. <laughs> He's like, bye, bye, Felicia. Looking for your tonic, Vulture Man? (laughs) Quickly, Mamra! Give me the potion! 
Not so fast, my feathered friend. We have some bargaining to do. Oh, but we had an agreement. I'm changing the terms, mutant. That is the most Mumra unmumra moment, I would say, because he's he's like, I'm not even coming up with a catchy catchphrase to say goodbye. He's just like, Mm-mm, this didn't work. Bye bye. I gotta redo the pyramid. So Vulture Man pleaded for another dose. Lionel destroys the pulch, and Vulture Man sleeks away defeated. But that's not true, David. He screams that he'll be back. And he'll get them again, like, somehow. One day I'll be back. Where does he think he was going? He's like, I'll get you! And he rides off into the sunset <laughs> for another day. Yeah. You should have known better than to strike a bargain with Mumra, Vulture Man. This is not the end, Thundercats. One day I'll be back, and all will bend before the might. Phew, that was close. It's a good thing mutants don't stick together as close as Thundercats. I wrote it ends, David, with the trio, because this was the men's show. The trio of Panthro, Tigra, and Lionel fisting. Doing a fist bump. Doing a fist bump! <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, great. That sounds amazing. And um, I love that journey for you, but I was going to make a note. Yes. Did you see another Jackson reference in this cartoon that we were... I'm, I'm, I'm really pulling on this one. So Janet or Latoya or Jamichael? All any of all of them. <laughs> so when they're leaving Cat's Lair, Lionel and Panther, Panther turns to the side and he has the most pointed up nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen it's it's a pointed mini nose. Now, if anybody knows really Panther, Panther has a very big, almost like slightly bulbous broad. He's got a big nose. Whatever. That's his character. He's a piece of Panther. So he had like a very pointy pixie. I've had too many I've had too many <laughs> rhino, had too many rhinoplasties. Anyway, I don't know what turned into this episode, but I have to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great it was a great episode. This is the, this gorgeous. is the this is before this is why when we turn on the Thundercats apparently at everything. We criticize in everything. It wasn't a Thundercat no. heavy episode. It was Vulture Man's party and his emancipation of a Vulture. You mean potion equals VM squared. EM squared. <laughs> v or it should be VR squared or VM. Uh, Vulture Man. I'm 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 Oh picking, yeah yeah I'm, yeah that's I'm, I'm breaking sense. them apart. I'm breaking them apart not making it one word. That makes more sense. So the notes of interest was like the previous episode, the mountain, Shitara and the Thunder Kittens are absent from this episode. And Shitara, spoiler David for the Bunglers, was almost absent of the next episode too. I thought it was going to be a whole male Panther, Tiger, and Lionel buddy episode again until we got the kittens and Chitara. I was like, oh, they're back, they're back. But okay, so the trivia, by the way, comes from our friend Zach and the old Wiley Cub reviews from Thundercats.org. And in this episode, we finally get to see Vulture Man flying. But in the US and UK comics, Vulture Man would display the ability of flight naturally. In the cartoon series, he apparently needs the effects of his superpower potion in order to be able to fly. When Vulture Man attacks Tigra, the animation of Tigra turning invisible is a use from the episode Mechanical Plague. 
Inc. When the second half of Thundercats Season 1 was broadcast in the UK in 1990 through 1991, several of Panther's fight scenes were cut. Yes, we spoke about this early on, where the nunchucks were banned. I believe Matesh even brought this up. Presumably due to his use of the banned weapon of the nunchucks, these cuts followed similar such edits of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon series, which had debuted in the UK at the end of 1989. This episode is one such example of the editing, with Panthro's fight scenes having been completely cut when it was broadcast in the UK. I, I just always want to see how that cut is, too, by the way. Like, especially if, if something like, if Panthro is attacking and that's the attack that ends something. It's so funny to think that gets cut away. Anyway, an animation error in this episode shows Mumra swooping down to, to grab the superpower potion bottle from Slythe, which he successfully does. And yet, when Mumra flies out of the shot, Slythe is still holding the bottle. Ooh. And in his final fight with Lion-O, Man attempts to defeat the Thundercats with a powerful ring. No explanation is given as to why Man is using the ring, where it comes from, or how it ties in with the powers he has acquired from ingesting his superpower potion. But you know what? The bling looked fabulous. Thank you again to Zach and Wiley Cub. And you enjoyed the episode as well, then. I, I enjoyed I it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It brought back Vulture Man. It, it lets <laughs> me definitely know that he has a deep-rooted hatred. God, yes. For Mumra, for the Thundercats, for the mutants, for creatures and of large and small. Basically, Vulture Man hates everybody. Most of all, does he hate himself? I would hate myself. No, actually, no, he doesn't, right? He loves no, himself. I, um, after we get through this next episode and we talk about the biggest bungler parts, you, I think you're going to find that Vulture Man should hate himself. But anyway. Spoiler. Well, here we go. Mm. On to our next episode, then. The Sword of Omens, safe in the hands of Lion-O, Lord of the Thundercats, fighting to keep it from Mumra, whose wicked eyes light up with a secret ring. Thundercats take to the Thunder Tank, transforming to resist the evil mutants. Who will win, good or evil? Now you can decide. Thundercats by Rainbow Toys. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at and now, let's return to the Thundercats. Eye of the Beholder, episode 60 of season 1, with the original air date of December 13th, 1985. Jackalman ambushes Snarf and attempts to steal the Sword of Omens. This gives Panthro the idea to make a duplicate sword as bait for the mutants. Was it Panther's idea? I think it was Lion O. So I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. Wah, wah. <laughs> but on Dunch, I'm calling this episode Snarf's Biggest Bungle. <laughs>
That's all I'm gonna say. So basically, Jacqueline attacks Snarf. Lionel goes to rescue Snarf. Jacqueline tries to steal the Sword of Omens, and Panther comes up with this idea. He's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll like, haha, I'll make you your own sword, and you can fight the mutants yeah. with that." And Lionel goes, "You can really do that." He said, "And everything I can re- replicate everything except for the the Eye of Thundera." Which, yes, makes sense. You okay, Snarf? Jacqueline thought he could catch old Snarf, but I was too smart. Form. <laughs> you could have drowned. Maybe I should carry the sword. Then no one will dare to bother me. <laughs> Come on. We better get you back to the lair before you catch pneumonia. <laughs> when we get back, I'll make you a sword of your own. <laughs> then you can fight the mutants whenever you want. Tell me, Panthro, can you actually duplicate this? Sure. Why not? Everything except for the Eye of Thundera. Why? So he basically made the sword that I had when I was a kid. (laughs) Yes! That's worth a lot of money. I know, and I loved that thing. Dad probably threw it out. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so there's that. And then he makes a sword, and they come up with this brilliant idea to spread the word on the streets. (laughs) Using using Wily Kid and Wily Cat... To um, let everybody know that they're going to a festival at the Burbal Village. Oh, the fall festival. Yes, this is the Halloween episode. People. Yes, this is Halloween, zombies, and fall festivals. The, the Sword of Omen is going to be unprotected. So here's the thing. Snarf, after Jackman attacked him, jumped into water and got, which never, that doesn't really happen to people in real life. I'm going to tell you. If you fall into a water thing, for water for a little while, even if it's cold, you don't normally all of a sudden get like deathly ill from it that's not how life this works is the old wives tale version yes. of getting if you, sick. if you if you go outside with wet hair and it's the cold hair. outside yeah. you're not gonna die it's not maybe it's you'll be uncomfortable it might not be the best thing for your scalp and your hair but you're not gonna all of a sudden get pneumonia that, that just isn't how it works but anyway so he gets sick maybe snarfs get sick very easily i don't know but snarf basically is told to stay in the castle i mean wearing castle. a snuggie yeah wear a snuggie and stay inside the castle Slayer. So the mutants, Lily Kid and Wily Cat, spread the word where these—I don't know what they were—like bulldogs, trilogs, but David, they were Zelda's moblins. Yeah, they—that's that's exactly what they looked like. They were like dogish kind of things, and they were like—they live for the gossip. <laughs> they were—they heard Wily Kid and Wily Cat uh, lie and say, "Oh, the sword's going to be unprotected." Like, and they said, "Those mutants will pay for that. Pay a lot of money for this information." <laughs> It's a trilogue. Okay, Wily Cat, here goes. Can you fix it? I don't want to be late for the Burble Harvest Festival party. Neither do I. Lionel and the others are probably already there. I'm surprised they left the lair unguarded. Snarf's there. Yeah, but he's got a terrible cold. Besides, what if someone wanted to steal the Sword of Omens? What could Snarf do to stop them? There, that's fixed. Come on, let's go to the party. The Thundercats have left the Sword of Omens in the lair, unguarded. Um, Those miserable mutants would pay well for that information. <laughs> this is where, for me, the episode starts to go downhill. 
<laughs> they put the fake sword in the sword chamber. They leave the sword chamber open. The mutants go into unprotected. The lair's open. It's like, first of all, for, I would have thought there was something up. I was going to say, why didn't they not think of this? The snarf. They called him the snarf is there. But who cares? That's what they say. Because what is he going to do? <laughs> the sword of omens is unguarded at the Thundercats lair. <laughs> unguarded? <laughs> Impossible. Well, the snarf is there, but he doesn't matter. Let's find Sly, then get going. Can I say right now how aggravated I am with this episode right now? This yeah. is the most I've ever been aggravated in an episode. Snarf could be anywhere in Cat's lair. Anywhere. He could be he could be sitting in the he could be in the kitchen. He could be in Lionel's room. He could be going through Chitara's gold collection, her secret <laughs> gold and, and Leotards. He could be just sitting on the couch watching the monitor. Anything. The mutants were only going, you knew they were only going to extract the sword and run. He chooses to go into the sword chamber, okay? And wait for them to come in order to sneeze so they can capture him. <laughs> right on, on schedule. Snarf, snarf. Time for me to get lost. Now, tell me, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this really pissed, uh, maybe I was angry at that when I watched this. Snarf, snarf. Why would you go to the only place in Cat Slayer that these mutants are going to go? Why? You want to make sure that deal was set with his Snuggie. He did, I will give him, he, when the sneeze was happening, he did try to hold it in. I don't care, he should have never <laughs> been there to begin with. Yeah, he did. My children who don't listen to a thing I say would have had better direction if I said, just don't go in there. It's not safe. That's I'm true. sorry. That is the most stupidest thing I've ever seen Snarf do. And, you know, Snarf has gotten a really bad rap. But for this episode, if this was the first episode I saw of Snarf, I would have wrote him off immediately at this point because that annoyed me to no end. Monkey, look. There it is. <laughs> the Sword of Omen. Soon, the power of the Eye of Thundera will be mine, uh, uh, ours. I don't know. It seems too simple. You're not frightened, are you? Come on. Oh! <laughs> Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> Get him! Oh no! They get the sword, they then capture Snarf, and they go, Slythe takes the sword, gets all nasty, and give me that sword, kind of thing, and goes to Mumra. So that is the second part. And he will pay a nice price, he heard. The going rate for the Sword of Omens is at a sky high, and Snarf is even It's like gold in this current, this <laughs> yeah. current economy. He goes to make a deal with Mumra. An this is another episode which I've, we've never heard this before. I want the secret of the obelisks in the pyramid or whatever he yeah, says. Yeah, what is going on with these mutants? Mumra says, you seem pleased with yourself. And then Slive says, basically, <laughs> uh, you should be more respectful to me. And then Mumra's like, you? You want me to be respectful to you? I would laugh myself yeah. to death, basically. He really did. You seem pleased with yourself. Yes, all of that. I hope there is some good reason for disturbing my rest, Sly. Yes, 
We have business to discuss, mighty Mumra. You seem pleased with yourself. You should be more respectful, Mumra. I? Respectful of you? You are! <laughs> Why? I have the sword of omens! The eye of Thundera. Hold it right there, Mumra. The sword is mine! Yours? You dare to claim it as yours? I'll let you use it if you share the secret of the pyramid's power with me. Mumra! Shares with no one! Give me the sword of omens! But we have to note that while he's walking there, Lionel does get the alert. We said that our last episode he didn't get the sword of omens. Oh, I was actually did. I didn't I didn't even mention that. I was I did say why there was there no warning from the sword of omens for both Panthro and Oh Tiger. true. But no, okay. no, it's for Snarf. He sees with the Sword of Omen sight beyond sight, Snarf's tail. This is to set up that he's taking Snarf and not just that Slythe went through the Cat Slayer, took the sword and some other stuff, maybe a TV in a bag. You had to know that the tail was Snarf so Lionel would go. But David, when Panthro says, we have to get there, he said it's going to take 30 minutes to get to Castle. So yes, Lionel. and Lionel says, I swear by the Eye of Thunder, I will tear down Plunder are with my bare hands if they harm one hair on Snarf's head. I swear by the Eye of Thundera, I'll tear Plundar apart with my bare hands if they've harmed one hair on Snarf's head. We'll be there in less than 30 minutes, Lionel. Take it easy. So again, that is the love. He loves Snarf so much. It's a beautiful thing. It's just a beautiful thing. If you really read into these cartoons again, I always say it and you love them and you see they molded a lot of characteristics in young children and this was positive things being strong standing up for yourself standing up for others learning from your mistakes not being afraid to show love and then loving a pet too almost because snarf is a i mean he talks but he's he is like a pet in a way i mean i love that mumra says you seem pleased with yourself at the same time panther (laughs) says like calm down it's going to be about 30 minutes till we get there i actually laughed out out loud audibly to myself when he said it's gonna be about 30 minutes and i was like wow we've never heard them really even give a time distance before right like this was very specific 30 minutes and i was like by then a whole lot could be done also again vulture man did sound more like himself i wrote before i forget david earlier panthro doing the happy karate sound with the fake sword and tiger walks in and goes have you all gone crazy because panthro's going with the sword and he's going this close to tiger's face too did you notice that he goes right on top of him going hey with this fake sword and snarfs in a snuggy lionos laughing he must have thought what the hell are you doing but anyway great moment in earlier in the episode hey panthro be careful with that thing (laughs) (laughs) have you all gone crazy is that what i think it is your sword sir snuff What's going on? <laughs> it's not the real sword of omens, Tigra. Show him, Snarf. 
I forged an exact duplicate, except for the eye of Fundera, of course. Hmm. Why? Thank you, Bobbit. The mutants in Mumra would stop at nothing to get their hands on the Sword of Omens. Well, now we'll let them. Uh, only it won't be the real sword. <laughs> <laughs> All we have to do is drop them the word that the Sword of Omens is in the lair and the lair's unguarded. Cut to basically Lionel alluded in the Thunder Tank with Panther that this was supposed to be it. See, I looked at it this way. When they made the fake sword, I thought in my mind they were going to make this fake sword to throw off the fact and make the mutants and Mumra think that they had the sword for a while to keep them off their butts for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but it turns out that Lionel's like, I blame myself for this joke or this like shenanigans. Our joke has backfired. Well, let's go get him. Like, I really, in my mind, I thought they were going to come up with a bunch of decoys for the rest of, which I would have still made more, I would have still made more decoys and threw them around everywhere. Right. And they would have to say like, wait, is this the real or the fake? Yeah. And they would have to keep guessing. And there's, yeah. Give them all, like we said, a sword. So there's that. But then they start ramming Castle Plun Dars. And there's door. no knocker on the door this time. No Jackalman walking into, you know, opening the door with a glass of wine saying, Who is it? Is this Amazon? <laughs> they ran. That's so true. Unless they rammed it right off because they literally are hitting the door. Something we've never seen, I feel like the Thundercats do either. This is like. Well, that's because they they have snark. Because Lionel's pissed. Hurry! Hurry! They're going to smash the door down any second now. <gasps> Release Snark! Or by Jugga, we'll smash Plundar to smithereens. We don't have the snarf. <laughs> Sly has him. Where? He, he said he was going to make a deal with Mumra. <laughs> Mumra. Well, what are we waiting for? What? Yeah! But they get in and they say, the Snarf is not here. Our princess, though, is in another castle. Oh, yeah, that's right. You should try another castle, maybe. He took him from Mumra to get the best price for him and the sword. And then I wrote David. Now it's going to take another 30 minutes to get to Mumra. But oh, they almost run down Slive. I love that Slive is walking back. He has to walk back. He couldn't have taken the sky cutter, the nose diver. He's walking back all somber. And they almost run him off the damn road. They do. But th I thought that was hysterical. What a shot. I loved it. I loved it. And I love the fact that when Mumra finally got the sword and got pissed, he's like, get out now. <laughs> Take it, Mumra. It's yours. Oh, reptilian. No! <laughs> The eye of Thundera is mine! He had a whole ceremony to begin. He's like, oh, I need to set the tables up. I need to get the cloths out from the cupboard. This was amazing because the fake sword even makes the sounds, David. It makes sounds. It lights up. 
it was just, it was everything. It was everything. This sword was perfect. He really made a fantastic thing. To fight the ancient spirits of evil, you will need weapons with mystical powers of sound and light. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Because to defeat evil Mamra, the Thundercats will need to be bigger, stronger, braver, and more powerful than ever before. Thundercats, Light and Sound, Sword of Omens, and Collector's Action Figures only from Bandai. We cut to them on the way now to, like I said, another 30 minutes to the Black Pyramid. And Mumra is around the sword, David, on, like I said, on a pedestal. And he says something about, he's invoking the ancient spirits, but he says something about, Grant me this devious, I want to say it's, he said devious desire. He says, I will remain your most evil slave. So this is where, if you listen well... And loyal, and loyal, he said too, loyal slave. Ancient spirits of evil, grant your malevolent servant one despicable wish. Give me the power of the eye of Thundera, and I shall remain your most evil slave. If you listen and you think about what he just said, you now know that Mumra, even if you didn't get catch on, he is a slave to the evil spirits. Even if Mumra decided to give it up all, he is a slave yes. to he sold his soul to the evil spirits. So he, on top of being a mummy and having to rely on them and he loses power and this and that, he is their slave. He is not drawing on their power. He is controlled by it. So this is a very valuable thing to learn about Mama. There's a price to pay for everything. And I wonder, I think we should do a bonus episode on this. I wonder if... The original deal, too, was a trick on their end because I'm sure he didn't imagine Everlasting Life was going to be as a mummy. I would have been like, I wanted to be like, what do you call it? Marie Laveau in <laughs> oh American Horror Story. <laughs> Stay young and beautiful and still have my powers. So maybe that is something, too. Again, don't sell yourself. But to that point, I get what they're saying, and I get what he's saying to them. But if I was the Ancient Spirits of Evil, I would have been like, oh, wait, so you ain't loyal right now, Mumra? If I was the Ancient Spirits of Evil, I would have said, dummy, that's not the real sort of omens. We can feel it. We can sense it. Are you going to tell him? <laughs> they're like, oh, God, another one, another bungle. You bunglers! Is he going to realize that the sort of omens never let him touch it to begin with it repelled him like the book of shadows he's not like the sort of omens wasn't like shooting beams out like get off of me dun 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 no. and getting crazy remember he turned into mumra the ever living just to be able to the hold the sword it. down so now all right. of a sudden the sword is meek and mild and don't want to do anything it is it because he thinks he's they gave him the thing because he i think at that point he thinks the ancient spirits granted it because when lionel comes he's like behold you're gonna die oh, here's another thing they <laughs> they the the Thunder Tank, he tries to do his ramming thing again. The Thunder Tank tries to take on the pyramid. Mama flips it. He gets he gets Panthro out and he uses the Sword of Omens to melt through the side of the pyramid to get into Mumra's pyramid. This is how delusional Mumra really is. Lionel is wielding the Sword of Omens in his hand. And Mumra is still holding on to the fact that he has this sword. Yeah, I didn't get that either, David. You are powerless without your sword, Thundercats! 
he is so delusional that he thinks he's got this sword that he doesn't even pay attention that Lionel has this sword. He's like, I'm gonna kill you. You're dead. You're done. <laughs> yeah. I have the power of the of the Eye of Fundera. Blah blah blah. Grandstanding this. Now thing. you've done it. I'm coming for you. Yeah. So there's that. Doesn't he say open for me? I open for open for me. I <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, know nothing, and I am not saying nothing. You have been very, you've been very, very naughty on these episodes. Vultureman seductive poses. And now mummy's opening. So, David, you're right. I didn't get it. I kept saying, doesn't he see the sword is in Lionel's hand? And the best part is the 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 fake one does growl and make some has noise effects. Oh, I yeah, I loved this. And then when Mumra looks up at it, he sees his reflection, and there we go again. Bye, Mumra. Prepare to meet your end, Lord of the Thundercat. Snarf! Thank Jaga, you're safe. But you are doomed. It's sad and omens. But a fake Mumra. No! Try it if you don't believe me. Try to summon the power of the Eye of Thundera. I. Mamra, ever-living source of evil, command the eye of Thundera to open! When you just put up magical mirrors around everywhere around his, I would make the whole outside of his castle, uh, I mean his pyramid, shine like a mirror. There's that movie, David, and I always liked it. It's The Last Man on Earth, the Vincent Price version, and they were vampire kind of people, but he put mirrors outside the door because they were repelled by that, and he had them on his front door, and they would try to smash the mirrors, but yeah, if it's a thing. But David, Lionel really grandstands, and he says something like, what the hell did he say was amazing? The one hideous image, the one that you can't withstand. They, he really honed in that he is ugly, he can't stand himself, and he hates he hates his own re- reflection. Ah, it obeys me. Your time is up, Lionel. <laughs> Yes, Mumra, a fake with a mirror for the Eye of Thundera. A mirror to reflect your own hideous image. The one force you cannot withstand. One day, Thundercat, I shall find your weakness. And then you will regret the day you crossed Mumra. It was so smart, though. When the mirror came out, I laughed. Again, another laugh. Cue Mulan song. If I no wear reflection. a mask, who is that girl I see? When will my reflection show who I am inside? It's too early in the morning for singing. 
So Mumra is repelled by his own hideous reflection. Snarf is saved. And really, did he... I forgot. I feel like he didn't even know Snarf was even there. Like, he was just... He knew, but he kind of was... And then the best part is Mumra was so enthralled with the sword <laughs> when he first got it, he didn't realize that Snarf was crawling away like a worm in a bag. He was looking at the sword, and, and you see Snarf peeking out behind one of the, the statues of the... And the spirits of evil like, oh, whatever, whatever. I would have been like, you have a visitor, Mumra. <laughs> Ooh, the hands go up. Ooh. You know, I always mention Thundercat's roar and the ancient spirits of evil in that were very funny as well, like because they were very self-aware. So I can't wait for us to get to that. I want David to see this craziness 10 years from now. But remember this, bunglers. Have you seen Snarf? He'll never get rid of his cold if he won't stay in bed. I'm sure he'll be along any minute to look at his sword. Next, he'll be wanting his own thunder tank. I heard that, and it's not such a bad idea. Snarf in his thunder tank, fighting the mutants. If you don't get back in bed, Snarf, you'll be fighting me. All right, that's it. Come on. Sometimes I wish my nose would just fall off so I wouldn't have to blow it all the time. Better be careful what you wish for, Snarf. Mumra wished for the Sword of Omens, and look what happened to him. I think I'll go back to bed now. <laughs> He'll be all right in a couple of days. And that should give you plenty of time to make his thunder tank. What? <laughs> I honestly, David, another solid episode. We have literally four more episodes to go before the end of season one. And dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, alert. Yeah, really alert. As much as the snarf situation was kind of, eh, I think the plot though was still great fun for the end of this season. With the four episodes left, I really enjoyed these two. I really liked him, and not that the episodes were better or worse, but I almost wished Zach had been on these episodes. Yes! Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. These were some fun ones. Okay, so our last bit of trivia from Zach and Wiley Cub's old reviews is Jackalman displays his knowledge of idioms when he utters the incomplete phrase, when the cat's away. Interestingly, in this episode, the Troggles are able to talk. <laughs> I love that. But also have a desire for acquiring wealth. While in their debut episode, Burbles, they have been depicted as mute savages who only communicate through grunts and gestures and were only interested in the leaves of the trollberry bushes, their sole source of nourishment. Yes, that's right! We learn from this episode that Thundercats possess knowledge of third earth diseases such as pneumonia basic plot of this episode is a prank concocted by lionel backfiring this echoes a small but vital scene in the tower of traps when lionel plays a joke on snarf and learns an important lesson that a joke isn't always funny when the joke's on you Thank you again for Zach for the trivia. And of course, Wiley Cubs original reviews from Thundercats.org. So with that being said, we have one final thing to take care of. And that is, of course, the biggest bungler. Bungler! You bungler! Once again, you have failed. You 
little Bangladesh. <laughs> Delightful. Ryan, you can go first. Okay, I actually, this is brought to you by David's synopsis of the episode, because I am picking Mumra for not taking the potion at the same time, teaming up with Vulture Man, and ending Lionel right there. And then he could have betrayed him right after that, if that was the case, because he could have still held on to the potion, gave a little dose to him, took the dose, like you're saying, and win. Because honestly, Vulture Man did take... I mean, Chitara wasn't there. It might have changed some things. (laughs) But... He took on everybody, really. So I can't fault him too much besides cockiness. Mumra. Okay. You, for that one? For, for My biggest bunger is Vulture Man himself. And I'm going to say, thinking that he could take on everybody and spouting <laughs> nonsense about the power potion the whole time. This is true. First of all, they knew now, the mutants knew from the beginning why he gained this power. Mumra knew where he got this. He said power potion. Everybody knows that this is from a power potion, okay? So everybody knows this thing exists. For also putting the damn label on it that says power potion. I would have put it, I would have put it in an old peanut butter jar and said <laughs> And then on top of it, not synthesizing more of it before taking on this endeavor. Did he think it was going to last forever? A, a true scientist and a smart one would know that not necessarily the effects would stay permanent. Right, right, right. Vultureman is very clever and very smart, and he is a scientist. I would have done further research before I decided to go half cocked and go after everybody. I would have been, t- you know, you never know what's going to happen, like the Jackal and Hyde deal or the or yes, the, yes. you never know what's going to happen so vulture man himself for being so stupid and careless and i would have never i would have kept the potion someplace else i would put in a safe or something the label yeah i gotta agree david the labeling superpower potion <laughs> superpower potion how smart are you vulture man yeah okay i love that i love that now tell us why it's snarf for you david oh i have a lot i have a lot okay so for this episode and i actually have more than one bungler but we know who the main one is at this point maybe i'll do double mumra only because he was feeling himself he was feeling himself <laughs> like he was so into the thing that he didn't really you're right you're right he didn't even acknowledge snarf sl- slipping and sliding on the floor and not noticing that Lionel has the real sword in his hand. Okay. <laughs> Is that all? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because I'm giving you the floor now. Okay. So I already st- discussed this. So I'm not going to beat a dead snarf. See what I did? I put a dead snarf. <laughs> dead <before>. snarf. <laughs> okay. I said snarf for being in the chamber where he could have been anywhere else in the whole damn cat's lair. That's bungler number one, 100% sheer stupidity. Mumra bungled by thinking that he had he should have checked out the Sword of Omens and knew that this was for real. <laughs> and subsequently, Mumra being so delusional that he sees the sword in Lionel's hand and still believes he has the real one. So there's Mumra. And wait. Slide bungled because he thought that he could make a deal with Mumra. Why didn't he just keep the sword for himself and call it a day? What was Mumra going to give Slide that he could not steal from a Wolo if he wanted money? <laughs> the Wolos! The Wolos! Why? He, what did he think? Is diamonds really going to do any good when you live in squalor? 
To them, it's Paradise David, maybe. Paradise, Paradise Estates. So, in all honesty, the biggest one, 100%, you knew that I was a pissed about this, is Snarf. So, this that's, he's the number one. But Slide Bungled, I would never even went to Mummer. I wouldn't let him even know I had the sword. That's a truth. That's a truth. Maybe he thought he was the only one that could control it or use it, but I still know. No. He said, he told Mama you could borrow it. I'll let you borrow it. He's like, I would have been like, this ain't the library. I ain't borrowing your I book. I couldn't believe that he thought that's true. We didn't even acknowledge that. He honestly thought he was going to be, come on, come on. <laughs> I would like the library. And, and again, Mumra being delusional. So those are my bungle points. I love that. My God, what a full, wasn't quite as full as last month's episode, but what a spooky zombie afterlife door knocker. Angry, angry Ultraman. Disdain. And verbal fall festivals. And fall festivals. I love that the Burbles do that. But did the Burbles really have a festival? Yeah, I think so. I hope to God in my head they did. They really did have a fall. And the, the Arietta bird maybe flew by. <laughs> what the hell that thing was. The Burbles are having a festival. A festival? A festival. The Burbles are I having would a love festival. It. I don't know. Two great episodes, I'd say. Two great episodes. I always say it, but we, I went off the rails a little bit. But I think it was entertaining, at least. I, I think it was us. It was totally us. So that's what you get here on the Radical Retro Rewinds Thundercats This review. episode, they're going to like, I think I got the gist of the, the episode today, but... I think, no, you ex you summed it up basically, snarf, 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 snarf. No, but it was fun, it was playful, the sword thing was fun, and we hope you enjoyed this month's Thundercats episodes. Of course, we're back every last Friday of the month leading to New Year's, where we will be beginning bi-monthly episodes of the podcast. But I think that's Well, you correct. mean uh, of the Thundercats. Of the Thundercats episode specifically for our bunglers. And, David, you could always be reached at Universal Appeal 2020, one word, and the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word, on Instagram. We also have the Thundercats Reviews 1985 Instagram. All these links are in the description box below, wherever you're listening to this. Happy Halloween! Happy Ooh. Fall Festival! <laughs> Happy whatever you're celebrating. And if you're not, find a reason to celebrate because life can be very difficult and we could all use some more celebrating and celebration. This is perfect because isn't Mariah Carey Vultureman defrosting now because Halloween will be over? So we'll have Vultureman for Christmas. It's time! <laughs> all he wants for Christmas is you and that potion. Goodbye, bunglers. Oh, and as always, Thundercats, ho! What was it he said? Ho! Who you calling a ho? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.